following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Hey, wow, we came in hot, Steve See, I'm telling we you. We came in hot. You almost listened to the count. I know. Guys, what's up? We're live? This is... Hey, everybody. Comfortably uncomfortable. What could go wrong? <laughs> you're never uncomfortable. You know, I love to say um, I disagree, but you're, yeah, there's very, very... This very is little it. stuff that gets me too worked up. Hey, everybody. This is Dirty Mo Live. I'm Mike Davis. I am here with Dirty Mo Media's newest team member, newest podcast host, Steve Latart, who's fresh off doing the first episode of Dirty Mo Dough with Steve Latart. It was good. Was it good? So, listen, I'm going to give me, I'm gonna give us a solid C plus, B minus. So whoa, 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 whoa. Here's whoa, why. Whoa. No, we, but here's why. Did we hire you to do a C plus, B minus show? I'm a C student guy, bud. You should have done a little more homework. No, here's the truth. Okay. There's no race this weekend. That's so right. that made it a little bit more difficult, real yeah. general pod where we talked how gambling works. So if you're a real degenerate gambler, you're not going to listen to it and go, oh, they gave me some great info because it wasn't there this week. Oh. If you're super casual, you're going to be like, oh, that was great because now I know a whole lot more about gambling. Yeah. So I encourage everyone, week two, we're going to have just a, some more general stuff. We want everybody to feel included. Did you talk but, Super Bowl? Uh, some light, light end stuff. We did, uh, there was a hammer bet picked. See, Hammer came in with the hammer bet, which is the must have, all have. He did his homework. Um, matter of fact, our three, my three favorite Super Bowl picks will be over on the first offensive. Uh, what? Oh, yeah, they're all early. They're all, all right, props and they're all that. early. I want to get to Dirty Modo here in a second. Yeah, yeah, we can yeah. really kind of unpack some stuff here. Uh, but it does come out today. I also want to say um, you have Chopper and the Professor that are on Dirty Modo. It's not just Steve Latart. You My got buddy. your boys. Yep. 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 And then uh, we have another edition of Dirty. Uh, I'm sorry, the Dale Jr. Download comes out today. This is our new Thursday edition of the Download. You guys are everywhere. I like this. I got to be honest with you. I want y'all to you know, write this down. If you listen to the Sterling Marlin interview, yesterday there's another one today because dale forgot to ask sterling some stuff and so dale calls him up he calls up sterling on the show we we just did this it was fun so uh and sterling you know he answered phone oh you know? he listen yep here's what happened you know oh. sterling's great i let my daughters listen to the uh, sterling marlin interview parts of it and i'm like tell me what he says oh well that's true just the accent, people that have not been accustomed to a southern accent like Sterling's just doesn't know what to do with that. My best Sterling Marlin, we were at Watkins Glen. Yeah. And Hendrick Engines, I can't remember, I think he was driving maybe the Gin car. Yep. And he broke a motor in practice. And they, I, I don't know, I don't know, just wrong gear, wrong gear. So then we kind of helped him, I think is what it was. That's why I remember this. I was a tire guy for the 24. We put the motor in, da, 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 da. he goes back out. And all he says on the radio is, whoops. <laughs> Didn't say anything else. It comes coasted in with stuff hanging out the pan again. You're like, wrong gear again? Yep. That, you know, Sterling was great. I like the part where I can't remember. I think this was back at the Ganassi days. He was driving the, 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 the 40. Yep. Coors, uh, Which, Coors listen, Light. he got shorted out of a great year. Oh, I mean, my he God. He was championship yeah. bound or at least contender. You know, uh, you, you never want to assume it, but he was. It he, wouldn't have shocked you if he was the champion well, that He was year. the point leader. Yeah, right. He could, By a bunch. Out. Yeah, yeah, he was the point leader, and it was late in the season. Yep. Uh, they asked him during practice, how's the car? And he said, bruising flies, bruising flies. And they're like, what? He's like, not going fast enough to kill them, just bruising them, bruising the flies. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that. That's outstanding. That's right. That's sterling. So we have that. Um, the question that Dale had forgotten to ask yeah. him about on the show was two things, actually. One was about him getting out of the car at the 2002 Daytona 500. Oh, pulling on the fender? Uh, and pulling on the fender during the red flag, yeah. as people do yeah. Yeah, <laughs> during sure. red flags. Yeah, maybe nobody will see me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to blend in on the back stretch. <laughs> oh, it was good. I remember that one. And I liked the official who got out of the car, and he didn't. He was like, ah, that, that, what are you doing? It was great. It is so interesting what he answers for that, because I don't want to give it away. No, don't give it away. I'm not going to it. you got to listen today. Uh, it's on the Dell Jr. Download. It'll drop. Uh, but he also asked him about his role in the L.W. Wright story. L.W. Wright being the guy, that, that the, the con man who entered into the Talladega race way back when and then bolted. Everybody thought like he was bringing, he was the money guy. He was going to come in here. Yep. He was a sponsor. He was the driver. Never driven a car in his life. I, I've, I've heard bits and pieces of the story, yeah. so I'm, I'm going to have to tune in then and so see what he said. Dale asked Sterling about that. It, it's a fascinating conversation. So there's that. Speed Street Pod came out yesterday. 
they had big news. Connor Daly's going to try to enter the Daytona 500 with the uh, the money, money team. team. I saw that. That's right. Bigger news than that. Connor Daly's mom is on this podcast. I love her. She is the best. Um, and so does she, she gamble? We'll call her up. Well, it's, she could be a good. It's tour. Doug Bowles' wife, uh, the president of Indianapolis yeah. Motor Speedway. So yeah. of course she gambles. Yeah, for sure. I mean, right. Yeah. yeah. She's married to a track president. They're out in Phoenix right now. What else would you do out in Phoenix this week than, you know. Golf, you, gambling, football. Welcome got, to Phoenix. You got waste management in the Super Bowl, right? So good. All right. That's a good weekend. That's a good sports weekend, I'm going to tell you. Yep. So, uh, Actions Detrimental with Denny Hamlin debuted on Monday. Denny, not feeling great after the clash, had that carbon monoxide poisoning. Still, trooper. Showing up oh, to do a podcast. Oh, don't give him That's too what much I'm talking about. Now. Big deal for him. He is right now number three on all of Apple Sports uh, podcasts right now. Really? Yeah. You're in the top ten. And we haven't even dropped yet. Well, that's just on your good looks, pal. I tell you, hey, that that shot. I talk, that's what I told you. I said, man, the, that, that logo with this face, what could go wrong? That's it. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that face. Although you said your wife didn't love our show art for you or didn't love the fact that you had the I put my hat on backwards for this thing just because I know she doesn't like it. Ooh. What don't get us right. Oh no, because you know who no, she's gonna call? I don't want you. No. So, no, yeah. no Which no. is why'd you wear your hat backwards? I said Mike asked me to. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> All right. Uh, listen, if you have questions for Steve Latart or myself, put them in the chat. Andrew Curlin is in there. He's going to uh, ask us the good ones. Don't just don't be coming hard to the hoop with you know some old lame questions. We only ask the yeah. we only answer the good ones. Yeah. So Andrew, they're going to have to impress you, okay? So be so high be, expectations. Be keeping yeah. those. Before we get there, I got to say something. I'm going to vent a little bit, okay? Okay. I had a conversation recently with a woman that I know. I know her. She's a friend of mine, and she says to me, uh, she wants to ask me about the ultimate experience. Now we have the ultimate sweet experience in less than a month in Las Vegas, where we sit up in a VIP suite, the Dirty Mo Media people, and we watch the cup race, the Penzoil 400 on uh, March 5th, Las Vegas Motor Speedway. She asked me about it because she says that it's too expensive. The price, that it's too expensive. I said, listen, I understand it is not a cheap price. It's yeah. not a cheap yeah. price. But I said, it is the most valuable like it's packed with value and it's also the most honest price you will find and she says what do you mean i said let me tell you what you pay what you see is what you get yeah yeah tell me where else that happens go to amazon buy something go on ebay buy something go on any place you go buy something and you're getting upcharged taxes uh, you know, shipping fees, handling fees, keystroking fees, thinking fees, standing fees, sitting fees, just whatever the hell you want. And you fees. have to be a member. Oh, yeah. Don't forget. <laughs> be a member. Also, give us your email, your info. We're going to just sit there and bombard you with other Fair. things, all of these things. And we're going to upcharge you. You end up. Tell me how many times you have gone and bought something and then you think you're paying a price and then you are now paying well, almost 50 percent more than what you thought you were going to pay. Definitely don't buy a concert ticket. There's like oh, nine. Ticket ma oh, Thank yeah. you for saying that. Ticketmaster, complete scam. Yeah. If it works. It's a racket. If it works. It's a racket. Do we do anything on Ticketmaster? I, I should have checked that first. Probably no, should have no. seen. Okay. No, no, we don't. Good. So, hell, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this is my angle for your VIP experience. I think the current best ticket in NASCAR is for the, I call it the Rolex Lounge at Daytona. And here's why I say this it's the only one I'm aware of. So, if there's other tracks that have it, my apologies. Okay. Text me, tweet me, and let me know. But my point is, it is a purchasable admission to a suite level. So when you go to a football game, any stadium, go Panthers, right? You can buy, quote, club-level tickets. A mm -hmm. little nicer bar, a little nicer this. Club if level. you would like to spend less, there are less options, which That's I right. think options are the key. That's right. But if options you would, are the key. Thank but if, you. But if I'm going to convince my wife yep. to go to a sporting event, she would like a club level where she can get out of the cold, whatever. Yep. I think Daytona has that currently. Okay. For racing, the only way I know is you have to be kind of associate with a partner who has a suite or a sponsor or something. A sponsor. What you're doing is giving the fan the opportunity That's right. to have that experience. That's right. I think you could charge a little bit, you know, more if you weren't there. And it was only no, nah, I'm just kidding. Oh no, I you're took gonna a go shot there. at you. You're gonna go there. Hey, listen, no, listen, no, no, hold on. Hold I up. recruited another ad. The professor, if he's in Vegas, 
the professor's going to come down and say hello. He's so welcome. The, because, come say hello or come get well, he heard there was, you He do? heard there was food. Listen, this is That's what I would the tell truth. the professor. Yep. This is what What's I would tell get? the professor. This is what you get. Now, think about it. What you see is what you pay. That is it. And then you get this. You sit in a luxurious temperature. I got to read these things because there's too much here to remember. Okay. All right. So, sit in a luxurious temp temperature-controlled, spacious, friendly Friendly, Steve. Friendly VIP suite for a cup race on March 5th. And I'm going to defend. I've been at Vegas. Suites of Vegas are nice. Privately catered. That's a good point. There's some tracks that do not, not have great. good suites. They're not We great. will not go to them. Yep. You have privately catered. All you can eat food, beverage, and beer. Beer. I, I emphasize beer. Beers. Do you know how many beers you go through in a race? If, if they're available and they're free? Well, I'm a... I'm a, I'm a Probably every 50 miles, I'm guessing. Okay. Every 50 miles? Yeah, I do it off miles. There you go. Every <laughs> 50 funny. miles. Uh, Pre-race Q&A with door bumper clear. You can talk to them. You can, they'll do a shot with you. They'll do a shot. And uh, you can make fun of them. I encourage it. It's well, up to for you. For sure. You get a private parking pass. And listen, pass. if you need some info, you tweet me and I'll, I'll preload you with some good questions. There you go. You get a private parking pass. You get access Whoa. to the roof. Yep. That alone. No, no, right. Private parking alone. Okay. Or you cannot do this, and you can go park a mile away and then wish you— The roof at Vegas is cool. You get to go up to the roof? You get access to the roof. That's unprecedented. We've never had that before. Brett Griffin made that happen. I don't know how. No, no. I've been, I know where he's talking. Between the TV compound and where the spotters are, there's like a, a place for the fans to watch. Great place to watch some racing. Access to the roof. Pre-race access to the Neon Garage. Pre-race access to pit road, including driver introductions. Here's the big one. Easy access to restroom facilities. That's no, no lines. I mean, I need it if I have beers. No waiting. One every 50 miles. You don't have to also stand at attention to some grungy-ass urinal or sit your ass on some nasty toilet either, like no, some public toilet. You know how they can be at racetracks. Let's not lie. Listen, racetracks need to do two upgrades, Wi-Fi and public restrooms. Wi-Fi, and I'll take Wi-Fi first. I would, too. <laughs> that I would says too. a lot about my life. <laughs> right, no. I'll I take Wi-Fi first. We got that stuff covered here in this. You don't have, you don't have to deal with any of that, right? Okay, keep going here. Your own radio scanner and headset. Remember when you were a crew chief? Mm-hmm. People could just forget. listen to you. What, do you? I try to listen. Those PTSD. are some of the best years of our lives. <laughs> they are. They're a long time ago, though. 2014. Oh, we had did. Had them covered. We did. Yeah. My man could have just saved a coffee cup full of gas. We'd have won at Vegas. Oh. Ran out of gas off turd two. You guess where he ran out of gas? Right where it was supposed to. Math is a real kick. I'm going to tell you. You should ask Kevin Mendering because he goes, Where, what do you think? I said, I think we're going to run out of gas right there. And we were about right there. And How did the math work out at the uh, Coca-Cola 600 at Charlotte Motor Speedway? We actually went further than we were supposed to. That was oh, really the Hail Mary. That was? Yeah. Okay. So what happened there, if you watch that replay, I knew we were doomed. Oh, you did? We take the white and I'm like, everybody can get excited. We ain't going to make it. Oh, but no. But then when it rolls off, too. My but then when it rolls off, too, on the power, I'm like, but maybe we will. And I started <laughs> to get excited only to be crushed again. <laughs> All right, here we keep going here. You get a swag bag with Dirty Mo Media merch. Did we socialize this swag bag? I feel like I saw it somewhere on the internet. I love this swag bag. It's red, black. It's really, it looks really good. You got uh, opportunities to win raffle prizes, including Dale Jr. autographed High Rock vodka bottles. Uh, like you said, I'll be there. Brett Griffin will be there all race long. I don't know. That might be a bad thing. I'm that, a little worried. Yeah, man. Maybe we need to bring the price down on that. <laughs> me and him. But no, no, it's listen, gonna be good. But listen. Here's the other thing. If you are like, well, what we do in these suites is that we just try to make it the most memorable day of your life, right? Okay, that's all we do. And if you want to bring somebody, especially if it's somebody that has never been to a race, well, it becomes my mission and everybody around me yeah, to, love it. to make them a NASCAR fan for life. For sure. We're going to know their name. We're going to make their, they're going to go straight from the suite, straight to a tattoo parlor in Las Vegas and get that NASCAR bar on their lower back. So, and I might even pay for it. I, oh, you heard that? Free tattoos, right? I might, I might throw it in. I will say this, and this is from the TV guy. Um, I love racing on TV. There's nothing like in person. You go stand no. on the roof and watch those laps at Las Vegas, you're, it's going to be great. And that's an important part. We still haven't even got to the part where you get to watch a cup race, the best drivers on the planet, at one of the best race racetracks on the circuit. And if you don't believe me, just watch the last race from last year. What we got to do with our first class of ultimate experience people is watch an, a thrilling finish at Las Vegas Motor Speedway because that track is set up for that. It was it amazing. Alex Bowman won that one. Do you remember this? I do. I do. We thought it was going to be a Joe Gibbs day. Yeah. Late caution. And yep. Pff, 
it evaporated. Yep, it was an amazing race. People were going freaking bonkers in the suite. That it was, was one of the Truex victories that got away. That was well, not the only one. Nope. Yeah, it was, for, you know, maybe the first of many. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Rough year. Hey, he's doing okay this week, though. Good for him. <laughs> right. I right. was happy to see, you know. I was too. It was hated. To, hated you know, I took a, listen, last year I said he wouldn't make the playoffs in a bold prediction. I took a bunch of hate on social media. It was supposed to be a bold prediction. I, I felt awful. I didn't want it to be true. Yeah. Um, so I was super excited for him to win out there at the Clash. Uh, and I hope, listen, man, I hope he wins a ton of races. He's I been great too. for the sport. Could easily be a multiple-time champion. Was second a bunch of times. Yeah. It's good to see. I was glad to see it, too. But uh, listen, go to DirtyMoMedia.com. I've got 10 seats left on this thing. That's it? I, it's our biggest suite we've ever had. You better slow down promoting it. And, and, and I've it. got 10 seats left. I'll, who's going to take them? Who wants them? You, go, you got Valentine's Day coming up. You got birthdays coming up. You got my birthday coming up in November. <laughs> it, so, kind of. Everybody has a birthday coming up in the next year. And you need a present for somebody. You know you do. You, when's your wife's birthday? Um, wait, 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 hold up. What are you going to do for for Valentine's Day? Um, We don't really do Valentine's Day. Ooh. <laughs> Turn Valentine's Day to a racer doesn't exist, bud. That's called Speed Weeks. It does, though, for you. No, no, no. See, we erased it off the calendar when I was doing all that work, and it never reappeared. You could add it back. I could. She'd be shocked. You don't even get her a card? Nope. Dang, man. And you turn your hat around backwards? Listen, that's for you. You asked for it. (laughs) But I'm also asking you to get your wife a card. What if I get her a card? I'll deliver it. (laughs) Listen. I think we will. She deserves way more than just Valentine's Day. She does. She's amazing. Yeah. Her birthday's in the middle of the summer. It's going to have a good time. Okay. I think I might work Pocono on Pocono weekend. I told her she can come join me. Did she? I don't think she's going to. Oh, oh, oh Pocono weekend. I thought we were back in 2014, you know, when we swept. No, I remember, remember that, that one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Brad gave us one on a gift, and the yep. other one we just went and earned. That was awesome. DirtyMoMedia.com. Right now, 10 seats left. Ultimate experience. It's less than a month. Go make the move. We will see you there. All right, Steve Letarte. The first episode of Dirty Mo Doe. Why should people go listen to it? If you ever wondered about gambling, you see it advertised on every sporting event. You can't watch sports without some sports book advertising, and no one explains how it works. That's a great reason to go watch. We explain NASCAR and NASCAR gambling, how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, we give you a little bit of insight on some bets this week. There's not a race, so we talk some season-long bets that you can bet now and see if they pay off by the end of the year. Like what? G- uh, give me an example. Over-under race wins. That's the one we just spent the most time on today. For each driver, like Joey Logano, yeah. the sports book set the line, the, the, the equator, at three and a half. So basically, if he wins four and you bet the over, you win. Wow, okay. If it's three and you bet the under, you win. So we talked about that. We brought the professor, brought all these stats in on why it should be one way or the other. Um, wait, 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 wait. I want to know what would I bet. Joey Logano, the over-under is three? Three and a half. Three no, and it's a half. always a half. Oh, oh, that's and right. that's why we explain. Oh, no, no, so, I got it. No, yeah. but, but some people don't. So okay. we say, hey, it's a half, so it can't be a tie. That's my point, is we are our goal on dirty mode, though. And this started with Dale June. Dale wanted to bet on Tennessee, Alabama, why we were in Las Vegas. Big college football game. I said, well, let's go to the sports book. We walk in the sports book. And it's me. I'm like, my people, this is spectacular, you <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, and for him, yeah. it can be intimidating, right? There's, man, big screens. There's people. There's lines. That You know, if you don't understand gambling, it can be intimidating. And when I kind of show him, like, no, man, this is how you do it. And you even go over this kiosk. You don't even have to talk to anybody anymore. So or you can download it right on your phone. And I think his amazement was kind of where I'm like, we should tell everybody this. And that's the point of this show is if you're a hardcore gambler, I want you to tune in every single week, because we will dissect the NASCAR data better than anyone else. Mm -hmm. We're going to tell you exactly why the data says it should be X, Y, or Z. We have the professor who has every ounce of data. We have my 30 years of experience to look at. It's all public knowledge, but every mile and a half track isn't the same. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you when we look at California, what tracks you should look at, who ran well where for it to matter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and for that's for the hardcore gambler, but then for the lighthearted person, the person who's a sports fan, we're just going to f- inc- we're going we're gonna to open our arms wide and include everyone. We're gonna we 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 can't help ourselves. We use a bunch of gambling slang because we're you know degenerates, degenerates, yeah, right? Yeah. But when we say a term, I well TV timeout, and we explain the term. We want everyone to feel included. 
Gambling doesn't happen in the back alleys anymore where the bookie is going to break your knuckles if you don't pay, right? Yeah. Gambling now happens on your phone for sports books all across the country. Now, it's not legal in every state, and I hate that for the, for the states that aren't legal, but anywhere that you can legally gamble, we're going to make it feel like you feel comfortable to do it. We're going to encourage it in whatever nominal amount you can afford for entertainment because it's really just added entertainment. They used, to be great. they used to break knuckles? That's the rumors. There's a lot of good movies about gambling. Don't suggest you watch those if you... Yeah, but they didn't break their knuckles for, for gambling. They broke their knuckles non-payment. for Non-payment. No, non-payment. Or non-payment. <laughs> so now they get your money up front. Maybe we will break their knuckles. Nah, that would be aggressive. Well, but it's good. Dirty Mondo is going to be great. We're going we're, to we're cover the gamut. And then, after we get done analyzing NASCAR, don't think we're going to avoid every other sport. Because I don't gamble in NASCAR, so I give... My advice on what you should gamble on, but then we want to talk about what I am betting on. So today was Super Bowl. We talked a lot about Super Bowl. I got you. Yeah, I'm. I'm really thinking about the Super Bowl. I might put some money on it. Oh, I got some good ones for you. Okay. All right. Hold on. They're you, trying, if you listen to the podcast, you'll have some good ones. Okay. I'm going to. Okay. I can't wait. All right. What are you guys telling me? You have mics. Oh, I was telling you to get your mic closer to your mouth. Who, oh my me? god. <laughs> yeah, that was your signal. Yeah. They looked like they were like blowing a trumpet. They were like doing this like I I didn't know what they were trying to tell me. All right, so I'll get closer to the mic. I got you. All right, Andrew. And and you guys were just talking about the Super Bowl. Um this question comes from Eric for Steve. And I guess both of you guys, what is Rihanna's opening and closing song during the Super Bowl halftime show? Cuz I'm sh- there's prop bets on everything. There is. What do you, we what had a major thoughts? discussion about the national anthem today on the All pod. right. Oh, how long it goes? Gonna have to watch it. Yeah, we have a. We think it is the easiest bet on Super Bowl who Sunday. Do, who does the national Chris anthem? Chris Stapleton. Wow, is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Chopper brought going some, long. Brought some facts about country artists and where it lands. <laughs> Producer Travis shopped the books. He found all the different lines. We had some stuff. Rihanna, Rihanna's opening. Cl- listen, I, this is where I have to call my. I can't. Yeah, can you name a Rihanna song. No, hell no. I okay, it makes two of us. Andrew, give us a. Re- come on, man. Andrew, come on. So people are saying that she's going to open with the song "Stay" because that was the opening track for much of the tour. It's a popular song, so that's what kind of that, that. That's probably the leading bet. So, so here's far. a better question: Are you willing to put some money on it? On a Rihanna song? Sure. <laughs> I was asking Andrew because he was the only one that could name a song. Yeah. Well, well I, I had Google to uh, to thank for that. <laughs> so, ah, uh, yeah. Okay. I know big, right. as much as big you Rihanna guys. fans in this one. All right. I th- but here's what I will tell you, and this is what we said at Dirty Mondo. I don't know what the answer is, but if you put a dollar on it, I guarantee you'd be tuned in at halftime to see Here, if you've won. Here's a bet. Will people bitch on Twitter about the halftime concert? I'll take the over for a million, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, absolutely. I hate how that happens. And by the way, last year's halftime show, greatest halftime show ever. Oh. Greatest halftime show ever. Oh. Trish danced through. Every- my gosh. I'll tell you, man. She Snoop. Was- oh, yeah. Ice T. Oh, my. I'm not Ice T. Uh, Dr. Dre. Yeah, Ice Cube. Oh, fr- I think Ice Cube uh, uh, 50, 50 Cent. Dr. Dre, though, he uses cool. I mean, he. I mean, they all. It was perfect, man. It was good. Eminem shows up. I agree. It was like, it was amazing. I agree. We'll never top it. And I think it's impressive that we're going to have Chris Stapleton sing the national anthem and Rihanna at the halftime. Like is cool. I think, and I think the NFL is doing a good job of saying, "Hey, man, we're going to have a little bit of something for everybody." Hey, I'll even tell you this: I like the Cypress Hill concert for the L.A. Bush Light Clash. So I missed the Cypress Hill concert. Did you? I did. Yeah, I like. I was it. watching Pebble Beach, but I came back for the racing. Yeah, you probably had money on Pebble Beach, didn't you? Wait, no, no, surprisingly no. not. You let's just be clear about something. You cannot bet on NASCAR races, right? I, I don't bet on NASCAR. You don't bet on NASCAR. And actually, races. I don't know if I'm allowed or not allowed, but I don't but, bet on any motorsport. But, but so I definitely but, don't bet on NASCAR, but I have grown it to where I don't even bet on any motorsport in general. I look at this as a good thing because uh, for, for the yeah. listeners because now we can know that your your suggestions, your input, your insights, and all that you bring to this show is all straight-up knowledge. It's not anything that, uh, that that's based off or biased or, or swayed or anything like that. All this is is my 30 years of experience filtering all the information the professor has. Right. The professor has every stat and figure that anyone out there can find. Now, you don't have to scour the Internet to find it, but it's out there in the public domain. But then I'm going to say, well, no, 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 no. That yeah. track isn't like this track. This isn't that this. But, you yeah, know, no, I don't – no wager. But that's why we got the chopper because I'm going to tell you, you the can't. chopper, he does. I can't, he does. Yeah, the chopper bets on everything. Yeah, now, listen, other than motorsports, I'm all in. Darts, 
ping pong, Korean baseball. One day when you're not affiliated with the NASCAR on NBC broadcast and maybe not affiliated with NASCAR because you do a lot – you do work for everybody. Like, th then maybe one day you, you go better. But you can't do that until – until you're well into retirement. Man, listen, if you want to know why, just Google Pete Rose, right? Like, That's right. I've made my entire living in motorsports. That's right. Um, and I th listen, one big reason why I think this podcast is so important is really my love for the sport, which is I think NASCAR is spectacular. I think racing in general is great. Um, and I think this is an area that made every – think about fantasy football. Mm -hmm. It made people watch the NFL that, that, that you know, like I think that – and, and, you know, that's another thing, you know, we didn't talk about it today, but we're not going to ignore daily fantasy, fantasy lineup. We're going to talk because right? we're going to handicap everything that, to do with NASCAR. Okay. But I do think that the gambling side can create that next wave of you – know, my son is a freshman in college, right? And all of those frat kids, you know, that's what they talk about is big upset, by the way, last night. Big upset last uh, night? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those, Vanderbilt? those volunteers, number six in the nation, Did they come beat? strutting into Nashville. It could be Vanderbilt 66, 65, last minute three. Vanderbilt beat them? Yep, Commodores. Big wow. time, big time happened. I like when Tennessee gets beat. I know you do. Yeah. I didn't talk to my boss, who's a big volunteer guy. Yeah. I might just send him a text, man. You okay today? He's okay. You know, Sterling Marlin wore a big old Tennessee, big old I, oh orange yeah. shirt on. I saw on him bring show. the Budweiser in. I thought you all were going to crack some right at the table. I'm so disappointed in us that we didn't. I mean, that's a I, miss. That's an I, easy, I, that's low look, hanging fruit. It, it's low hanging fruit unless that you're just like, you haven't seen Sterling Marlin in over a decade and he just walks in and I was just all about him. And I like, that's fair. He fair. brought the beer, he handed it off to Dale. I blame Dale. Dale should have been the one to just crack him open. Then I'd have been like, oh, there's beer. It just completely missed me because I was like, dang, Sterling's here. We didn't crack into it today, but I'll give you a little hint. There's a beer fridge in the Dirty Mo. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Dirty Mo Doe Studio has a beer fridge. He dang straight it does. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay, what other questions are there, Andrew? Yeah, uh, you know, with this new show, obviously we want to hear your expertise, Steve. Um, Amber asks, they used and, and they reference practice results to make their – NASCAR fantasy picks. Is there a better way of doing it? What do you look for during race weekends to make your your picks? Well, I'll be honest. With the new abbreviated schedule, there's not a lot of practice. It's right. almost a warm-up. Mm. So the truth is, um, at the end of every show, we're going to force Chopper to put pen to paper. And we're going to get Chopper's bet slip for the weekend. Chopper's bet slip. What's he betting on? And the reason we're going to do it is because when we come back next week, we're going to see how good he really did. Right. And what Chopper committed to today is we are going to have some bets that are check them off. I'm going to absolutely place them. But he left the opportunity that the other bets on his bet slip are going to be leans. I'm leaning this way, mm. and I'm going to put him on the spot. Hey, you know, why are you not committing? And he'll tell you, well, I want to just double-check to make sure practice goes like I think. I want to make sure it's not an issue in qualifying. They don't go to a backup car, something that would hurt my opportunities there. So to your, to back to the question, I think that in today's NASCAR with the abbreviated weekends, you can analyze – historical data, years performance, all kind of metrics to analyze probably 90% of the bets out there and let you know who should be good or who you should fade or who you should not bet for. So I think you're 90% there. Now it is worth dragging your feet if there's – now some bets I think are going to get worse. Like if you're taking a long shot, if you think Michael Dow is going to run great at a road course and you don't take him, if he goes and qualifies on the top five, his odds are going to shrink. You're going to get nowhere near the same value on your money. So yeah. you needed to take that early in the week. Yeah. But if you're taking the favorite anyway, there's no reason not to just wait a little bit and make sure they don't wreck, catch on fire in practice. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. Hey, I don't know if you've heard this, but Dale Jr. already came out with his final 16, like the people that are going to oh, make I the know. playoffs. <laughs> I was like, what, what, what would that bet, bet look like if he got all 16 right? Not a chance. There's not a chance. There, no. A 16-way parlay? There's a chance in everything, right? It might be a slim chance. Well, it's slim. He even has – so he has his 16, his round of 12, his oh, round I, of – Oh, yeah, or his, his round of eight, yep. his round of four. Yep. I might post mine. I might actually write it all out and just put it in a sealed envelope and give it to somebody and just see how close it is when we get there. Yeah, that's what's fun. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be – there's always going to be that one dark horse that nobody saw coming. So like, listen, you know, Ross Chastain, who saw that? What makes sports great is it, in my opinion, it's it's the last reality TV. Like it's there is no script. Right. Like it, my point is, long shots win. Chris Buescher won Bristol Night Race, ninety to one favorite. 
I mean, 90 to 1. 90 to 1 was his odds. Yeah. So, like, any, that's, that's what makes racing great. Boy, somebody get rich right there. All you had to do was make a bet. That's right. I got to work on getting my $20 back from you. Yeah, you want to talk about that? We can. I think it was slighted. I had to use the left-handed putter backwards, but. You knew what you were signing up for. <laughs> I mean, so the other day, uh, we he was in my office, and I have a little putting green in my office, and I'm just, it's what I used to think. You know, some of my best ideas come while I'm putting. So um, I said, hey, uh, you think you can make this putt? Was it a putt? No, 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 no. Is Your storytelling is lax. Is it? You putted, I putted, you putted, I putted, and you said, hey, do you think I can make this putt banking it off my desk? Oh, yeah. Right there, the kind of the antennas went up, and I'm like, that's a very obscure putt, which tells me he's been practicing it heavily. So my counter, because everything's a negotiation, was <laughs> I'll bet you 20 bucks you can make it, but if you do, I get two putts to try to match you. Yeah, that's what happened. That's, oh, look at his smile. That's what happened. So then you, one-shot wonder, fired off your desk, <laughs> in. So then I had two shots. One, the first one wasn't even close. The second one I think was reasonably close. Not like it had a chance, but like. Oh, do you get payouts and close? Yeah, you do in horseshoes. <laughs> yeah, not, not in this. I didn't know that was part of the bet. So I lost $20. That reminds me of my wife. The, the one time we were in Vegas, and uh, there, there, it was the same weekend. I want to say this. It was some trip we did. I can't remember what it was. But the NASCAR race was going on, and this was a long time ago. And so she, she's like, I, I think I want to bet on the race. And I said, Ooh. okay. And so I said, what are you going to do? I said, listen, I've been looking at practice. Greg Biffle is where to go here. He's good at this track, and he's been freaking lights out. So she puts money on Biffle. Biffle finishes fourth. She goes to the window to get her payout. <laughs> because she, and, and then when they said that she didn't win, she goes, he got in the top five. Which is a bet you can make, but she didn't Not make the one it. she made. That's right. <laughs> she couldn't believe that she doesn't get money for top five. Mm -mm, mm -mm. <laughs> you know, when you go to Vegas, just remember, those places, they keep putting them up. You know, those, you know, those casinos, those lights, those sports books. Yeah. No, for sure. All right. So I got your twenty dollars. Is what you're saying? You do. You yeah. do. I'm gonna get it back. I'm gonna bring a right-handed putter in. That's gonna be a good place to start. Right, do what you got to do, man. <laughs> do what you got to do. It's my home course. <laughs> that is true. It is your home course. <laughs> All right. What else, Andrew? Is there anything else? Well, it sounds like we should add putting to the Dirty Mo Olympics now that you know Steve is here. So we're gonna. Get, you're gonna have a putting green on your set, right? Putting green, dartboard. And will you make in show bets with Chopper with Professor? Oh, for sure. Well, listen, the Chopper. Comes live from his uh, golf simulator, so he has a full swing right behind him. So he didn't have he had it today. It looked all fancy, but I'm right. gonna have him put like, you know, like a little par three. And there's gonna be uh, listen. You can't hit the green. Go you ahead. can't hit the oh, green. There's gonna be live in pod in show bets for sure. Yeah, that's fun. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, what, what else is in the chat, Andrew? Uh, Eric asks, what's the flip count for this Daytona 500 going to be at? Well, last year it was one, right? The only one I remember going over was Harrison Burton. Yeah. Oh, like actual car flips? Is that what they're talking I'm, about? Yeah. I'm going with the zero. Flip? I think it's going to be a clean one. Big for context. Wrecks, cars on the ground. I don't, I don't, I'm never going to vote for a car getting upside down. I'm going to go with zero and hope it's zero. One last year, we'll go with one less. Hmm. For context, there were 27 cars and crashes in last year's 500, mm. which was down um, from from the previous couple of years. So you got to remember, though, last year everybody was down. There were no backup cars, not enough equipment to go to the West Coast, and everybody drove around with concern. This year, there is no concern. There's equipment around. There's equipment galore, and it's going to be back to full on. Listen, it's the Great American Race. Is, you're gonna put is, it all on the table. Is the first is a driver who's in the first wreck a bet that people make? Like, do, do can no, you bet on that? No, I haven't seen that prop. Um, but here's the best thing about that: if you think you know who's gonna be in the first wreck, yeah, take the head to head of the opposite. So if I think, oh, if I think Kyle Busch is gonna be in his first wreck, I take every bet against Kyle Busch in the head to head. Right. And when he wrecks, guess what? Cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. Right. Right. You win all four. You win them, yeah. Ah, I see what you're doing there. Oh, there's so many. Listen, we Yeah, we, it's, like, it's almost like insurance bets. Next Thursday, right, right. Except the only counter is when Kyle Busch wins, guess what happens? <laughs> yeah. Eh, 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 eh. <laughs> That's called way. a four-way loser. Right, right. That's good. Listen, my man, you aren't going to come up with something Chopper hasn't tried. <laughs> so this is going to be... It's going to be – we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, I can't wait. I think we got it's a question a about one of our podcast hosts. What's that? Ooh. Yeah. Um, they're asking, what are the live odds of Connor qualifying on speed to get into the 500? Oh, on speed. Connor Daly. Um, it's – I hate to do this to the 
to the yeah I the money team, but I will say I believe the money team is going to have to race their way in. Only just because look who he's going against. So so let's generalize the question. Here's the thing: thirty six charter teams are in. Uh, there are at least four open spots. Two are going to be held for the duels. Two can be awarded or guaranteed from speed. If you look at like you got you got twenty three eleven bringing an extra car. You got uh, Legacy Motor Club. I got that one right. Mm-hmm. Practice that one. Legacy Motor Club bringing an extra car. So this isn't a knock at all on the money team at all. Um, it's just when you talk about maintained big teams bringing an extra car, you would assume. With zero practice before qualifying, remind like you don't get any That's practice. Right. That's right. First lap on the track, they probably have the better chance of having just single car speed. Yeah. See. Wow. That's how I'd look at I'll it. Lot to think about. I hope he makes it. I, I hope, hope he, he makes, makes it. it. But I think he's gonna have to race his way in. Nah, I get, that's fair. I think that's fair. So who do we got? I don't know the whole starting lineup yet. Yeah, we I got don't Dan, We got uh, Pastrana, Jimmy, Daly. I don't know who else is in an open car. I don't either. I can't think of it. I don't know the entry list. Well, that's a Fox thing. I don't have to cover the 500, so I don't know the entry hey, list. I want to ask you about Fox for a second. Yeah. Now, listen, you everybody knows you're on NBC, but listen, it's important for NBC and it's important for all of us that Fox, you know, kills it and everything. Like they, 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 they have big ratings mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Plus, they're all of our friends. So, Big news, right? Harvick announced he's joining. That's right. That's right. I think the bigger news about that, just, to, just as a side note, like I think it says a lot about what the TV rights deal is doing doing and kind of like the the direction those things are going like people don't even think about that but it's like listen if fox doesn't think that they're going to be doing nascar for a while they're not going and signing right, harvick right and so if fox is in obviously and i've we read the sports business journal thing about how the the tv rights and the and the uh the tv networks and nascar and love and so you can expect fox and nbc to re-up that's good news for you good news for dale good news for all of us and then um that was interesting, for his heart, but I'm happy for Kevin. I think oh, he'd great. be great at it. Right? And I think him and Clint are going to be a great combination because Clint sure. is very knowledgeable, but kind of funny and lighthearted, and Kevin strikes me as a little bit more serious. I think they will play off one another relatively well. What do you make of the caricatures? Denny Hamlin talks about this. <laughs> Denny Hamlin talked about this on his show and saying, please, I've never had a goatee in my life. The character drawings, everyone has opinion. What is yours? I don't like them. You don't like them. Here's why. Because they don't look like the drivers? Well, no, but it's as simple as this. The stars of every sport, because they're consistent. Now, I'm going to give Fox credit. These characters are very consistent. All the uh, all yeah, their they sports. They have NFL. NFL. Like, yeah, yeah, they did broad- a nice job of they're that. They're broadcasters. Right, but my opinion is that the stars are the biggest. So if you want to make Tom Brady a character, mm-hmm. kind of okay, because everybody knows Tom Brady. You know, but my, my struggle is, is, I don't want to pick on some. Let's say Alex Bowman. He's won some races. He's, his stardom is budding. It's growing, right? So when 10, 12, 14 million people turn into the Daytona 500, I wish we saw a, a, a good port, like an accurate photo of Alex Bo. You know, my point is these drivers are in the car with the helmets on. Like, you just don't get to see them. So I think that's the opportunity for the stars to be shown to the viewer. Mm-hmm. That's my challenge with them. Not Denny's, which he says, hey, I do, don't look like a goatee. They do or don't look enough. I'm of just the opinion that – that in general, the stars of NASCAR are behind a windshield, a window net, and a helmet with a visor down. So I wish they were shown. Like, let's use last year. Austin Sindrick won the Daytona 500. Right. Of the 10 million people watching, how many of those people could pick Austin Sindrick out of a lineup mm-hmm. before that victory, right? That's and, right? And even though he had a great Saturday career, you know, a couple, three, four million could pick him out, but there's a chunk that couldn't. And so instead of the character, I wish we had a true – headshot of Austin Sindrick so he would get some more notoriety. I want these guys to become huge megastars. And to do that, I think they have to be shown. Astute observation by you. That's it. Listen, now I, I also like will that. say it's always easy to pick on someone else because there's stuff we do at NBC I don't like. Right? I'm not in charge of everything. And, you know, it's, it's – no, Right. That's but, fair. Uh, but the characters I don't like. I don't like it in football. Don't like it all the way across. Yeah. That's fair. All right. Uh, should we wrap this up? Is it time? I think we've uh, we've gone a while, unless there's any good questions that Andrew has in queue. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you're talking about the mega stars, um, Jimmy Johnson and his return. How do you think he's going to do? So I think it's going to be okay at Daytona. I think um, he has a lot of experience. I think Thursday is going to be super stressful because it's easy to say you should make the race, but we've all seen last lap coming to the checkered guys be eliminated from the Great American Race. So that's going to be interesting to see. Um, but I will say, and this isn't a knock on Jimmy, 
this is more of a compliment to the rest of the field. If people think Jimmy Johnson's just going to pop up back in the NASCAR, now Daytona, I think he's going to draft very well. But any of these other tracks and just run on the top five, I think that's a slap in the face to the stars we currently have. Could he? Perhaps. But, like, we have a lineup of drivers who have a year in this car. It is going to be an uphill battle, and I think if you ask Jimmy himself, he wouldn't sit here and try to tell you how he's going to set the world afire. I think he's just excited to be a part of it again. So uh, I think he probably makes the race. Um, I think Daytona will be a good showing for him being a drafter. But then I think, as he, like he announced, he's going to Chicago Street Course. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's going to be you know, that's gonna be an uphill battle in a car he doesn't have a lot of time in. Although he does drive the Garage 56 some, so that'll help. Yeah, yeah. I had an opinion about that. I shared it on the download. Some people didn't like it, but I mean, it's just my opinion. I just I, I love Jimmy too much that I just you don't like to see your heroes and your and your people not at their best. And I know that. Listen, no, he's not. They, he would they, tell you he's I, not at his best. I, I, no, he would say that. And Dale Jr. made sure that I remembered, and I didn't need the mem- uh, the, the reminder that Jimmy wasn't at his best even when he was in his totally. last year, or last two years at NASCAR. It's not a knock. I, all I'm saying is this: I, I just wondered why. What there's an answer to this question that Jimmy knows. Okay, let's just be clear about that. Jimmy knows the answer to this. I'm just in reacting to that news. I was just like, what's the upside to coming into races where you know you can't be competitive unless you're full time, and then you're also with a team that's sort of rebranding itself and trying to find its own footing. And Dale Jr.'s point to that is, well, it's the same reason I do my one race a year. And my answer to that is, I don't really love that either. Well, so, but I will say, I think there's another reason for Jimmy. I think that Noah and Eric Jones can lean on him of what it's like to be a race car driver and the pressure and the preparation and the blah, 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 blah. But Jimmy's never driven this car. So I wonder if he drives it four or five times, regardless of the success, that has nothing to do with it. Yeah. If when he's sitting in those debriefs, if he can give them his best advice because he has firsthand experience of the vehicle. That, that, is, that could be the answer to the why. And, 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 and I think the why is because he's Jimmy Johnson. He can do whatever he wants He can to do, do whatever he wants. Yeah. I'm just saying that it doesn't mean it's, uh, it's Like, I easy. think that's how I could sell it. Yeah. If, I, if I'm over there and I'm, I'm Jimmy Johnson, I say, hey, Mike Beam, I want to go drive this car because when Noah says it's doing this, I can then relate it way better well, because I drove it. Dale makes that point just as, uh, as a broadcaster, having familiarity with the vehicle that you go. We, Dale and I were talking about this a week or so ago. Um, we were sort of sharing the Sports Business Journal piece on Tony Romo, and I said, you know, Tony Romo's taking a lot of cra- uh, uh, crap right now, a lot of criticism about – his lack of preparedness uh, from his own bosses, uh, the CBS execs. And I think Tony Romo is brilliant mind in the broadcast booth, right? And it's like, you know, and then there's this chemistry question with him and Jim Nance. And we were just kind of talking about it because you can relate. You guys as broadcasters should always be looking at how people critique you guys in the booth, right? And so we were talking about it, and Dale goes, now imagine, because we can, we can all agree that the further removed you are from your career – the harder it gets to analyze it on a live show. Like the further you get from your career, especially if you were an athlete in that game, because the game can change, right? Yeah. And Dale goes, now imagine that, but you're at a different place. And the, in the, if you're an NFLer, you're at a different venue, so the game is different, and the football has changed shapes. That's what it's like to, for me right now, because right. I have never really driven, other than in a, you know, a test and a few laps here and there, in that car. And I think it's harder for the driver in NASCAR. That's right. And, because, and, yeah. and I completely agree with that. And so going over to the team ownership side, if Jimmy needs some familiarity with the car, then that is the answer. And I am, uh, you know, I, I can understand that completely. Yeah. Well, listen, your preparation changes, and this is what I will say. My first year in TV, I did 90% TV, 10% the sport. Like, I didn't even know how TV worked. Like, where do I look? Yeah. Or, you know, simple. Now, starting year nine – I'll do 90% the sport, 10% TV. You know, 90% of my preparation will be uh, shop tours, lunches with crew chiefs, mm. because when I went out of the garage in year one, I didn't have to meet with a lot of crew chiefs. The car hadn't changed much. I knew the car. Right. I had worked on the car. Right. Nine years later, I just, you know, you just change your preparation. Larry Mack's a perfect example. I, I can't think of someone more prepared, right? And him and I have this conversation all the time, right? Like, I have to work very, very, very hard to make it look like I don't work at all. That's the key. The key is to have so much preparation where it doesn't look like you prepared. 
Yeah. It just looks like you already know it, but you know it because I went to log in the NASCAR rulebook the other day. I tell the story because my stupid little app wouldn't work, and poor Katie at NASCAR helped me out and got it working. And she's like, you need the real the rulebook? And I'm like, yeah, I'm getting ready to do my homework. Like every year, I read the rulebook cover to cover. Yeah. And let me tell you, that's not great reading. Well, I know, but how necessary is it? It I mean, is you, because you'll read some silly, and you'll be like, oh, I didn't. I knew that change, but like the Ryan Blaney at the Coliseum had his issue qualifying, went backwards. Yeah. Can't do that. It's illegal. Yeah. Fans are like, why is it illegal? Well, because most places we go, we have multiple cars on the racetrack. So, you know, going backwards in 180 mile an hour traffic, eh, not the greatest idea. Right. So the rule had to change, but that's a rule that that wasn't in place when I was a crew chief. You know, you have that rule book, man, I read it through a couple times a year. I've said this to you before, but I'll say it again because I think it's worth just, it's worth repeating. I learned more about the next gen car from your analysis and those graphics that NBC oh, yeah. puts together. They're so good. Than anywhere else, including even, and I'll even be, I'm okay to say it, like we had a an entire Dale Jr. download dedicated to understanding the, the next-gen car and even had a next-gen car in our window. I learned more from what you do in those situations, right? Like, you know, the, the, with the wheel and right, and, right. and, um, and all those things. Um, they're fantastic, man. I hope y'all continue doing that this year. Um, but that is such a help for people that just don't know. The hardest part of that is it doesn't happen overnight, so you have to kind of predict in May what you think you need to tell in Ju- July. Oh, yeah. So last year was easier because the car was so new, you kind of couldn't get it wrong. You knew there was going to be stories. Yeah. So, to your, you know, we've already had meetings. I've already been in meetings with the producers. They're like, all right, what are we going to do this year? But I'm going to so. tell you something. If anything came out of the clash that was really um, obvious to me was that Despite all the work, and we all can agree that there's been work done on the headrest and, and everything else in terms of the impacts this car, it's very rigid, and it's also producing headaches and concussions. I had two guys suffer concussions. I had to miss races. One that kind of ended his career, right? They're not there yet, right? It's still a, a work in progress because they're talking about how it still hurts just to get, as Denny calls it, these bumper tags and this, and this kind of thing. So I was like, man, there's still work to be done. And I just don't know about the work that's – I know it's being done, and I know it's not an easy fix, and I also know it takes time and a lot of testing and a lot of, like, well, engineering. But a lot's changed. Like and a that's, lot, and, and like that's a ton. Get, and that's getting to my point of there is that that can be educated uh, oh, yeah, or expressed yeah, to the, the, the casual viewer, and I hope you guys at least kind of approach absolutely. that. Yeah. I think there's two things to this. First of all, there's been a ton of work done, and the second part is they'll never be finished. And that's I think right. that's great. Yeah. I think the fact – I don't disagree with the drivers when they say what they say. They're the only ones that know. They're the only ones in the car. Um. But I love whenever I talk to somebody at NASCAR, they're like, we're never going to, ever, 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 like, from every, you know, there is a group over there that their only job is to continue to try to make it safer. Innovation. And then are you ever going to get there, you know, as long as you keep progressing? You know, I don't know what the correct timeline is. That's impossible to say. Yeah. It's never fast enough, right? Isn't that probably the case when it comes to of safety? Course, never fast enough. Of course. So, so it's interesting that Denny had those comments because I agree. Like, I've seen the videos and the data, and I know what they've changed, and they've made huge improvements in certain situations, but but I'm sure they're going to continue to change stuff. So it's it's – you know, what makes it more focused on NASCAR is that they now just control so much of the car. Yeah, that's really the difference, right? It used to be me as a crew chief. So they're more responsible. I'd have to go in and be like, oh, well, well, you know what I mean? Because say I controlled 80% of the car, now I'd probably control 20%, right? So, so you know, I would have to do better, but now NASCAR controls it. For the, I think that's where it becomes such more, you know, highlighted an issue mm. just because they control such a huge part of the car. Yeah. So, no, it's, listen, it's, uh, it's, I don't wish injury on anyone. Of course not. And I'm thankful uh, it appears that will Alex return from his concussion and I see Kurt at the racetrack and all. So I'm not going to claim he's okay or not. Okay. Those are not the right terms, but that, you know, it is a great reminder to all of us. And I'm guilty as anyone that these guys strap in at 200 miles an hour, time after time, after time, after time. And I'm sure you were at the racetrack way back on the Jimmy Spencer days, right? Where we just took for granted. It's all going to be okay because they put the window net up and they come back an hour later and, and we work on marketing and conversation. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And you forget 200 miles an hour. Like yeah. These guys no. do some extraordinary things. It's, that's a fact. Let's end on that because you've got a show that's going to be coming out here uh, probably within the hour, maybe even sooner. Who knows? Uh, and so uh, Dirty Mode Doe launching today. Cannot wait. It's going to be so much fun. I'm thrilled that you are doing work with Dirty Mode Media, man. I'm so excited. 
It's 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 so cool because you and I have actually been talking about doing some stuff right. for years, right? We had to find something. We found my niche. <laughs> this <laughs> is great. It. Just had to get to the gambling. Uh, I right. should have known it. that. Love it. See? Thank you, pal. Everybody, check us out. We've got shows all over the place. Just go to the RSS feeds, wherever you do podcasting. Dirty Mo Media's got something for you. Uh, check out again. The Dale Jr. Download is going to drop a new episode today. Um, get Sterling Marlin on the phone because there's just not enough Sterling Marlin. you got to get more, right? <laughs> Uh, there's no such thing as too much Sterling. Fact. So a lot of great comments about the Sterling conversation in the chat here. C- give us a couple, and this will close us out. All right. I just got to hear it. Give Let's me some see. Sterling comments. Go back to the top here. Sorry, I threw a curveball at you. Oh, it's okay. Got to find some. Sorry, now we got dead air. Yeah. Oh, listen, he promoted him and didn't have him like right. Built you know. it up, and it got me excited. He did. All he right. Did. All right. You feel, I felt like you were the weatherman right there. I Blue t- skies and sunshine. You walk outside and it's raining. Well, I, I, I can tell you one thing. I was very gracious. I was very gratified at how receptive and open our listeners were to just listening to Sterling. It's not necessarily the easiest listen that we've ever produced, right? Um, you know, he's dealing with Parkinson's. That's no small thing. Um, but we approached Sterling as like, Whatever happened, whatever he says, we had not seen him in a decade, so we don't know. Is it like, we don't care? It's not a reason to not have Sterling Marlin on your show. And so sure. if, if anybody wanted to step at us and go, I can't understand him, whatever, this is just going to be one of those weeks where you have to try. Yeah. Or you just, you know, whatever. Turns out everybody could understand him. Every, you know, and they, they also applied a lot of grace, and I was very thankful for that because there, if, if you can just look past that, you can see that there's some gold in there, man. Yeah, gold. a lot of people echoing that same sentiment, and a lot of people wondering why the hell he brought Budweiser and not Coors Light. That is a big <laughs> – listen, i got to so be So I think because he lo- Dale Jr.'s the Budweiser guy, he was bringing what he thought he could drink, it, it, and then it, Mike dropped the ball, and they didn't have him on the pod. Didn't drink him right there. In- Do you? Here's a trivia for you. Maybe Dale dropped the ball. I'm, I'm going to put this one on Dale. Dale dropped the ball on that. I one. agree. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna put it on Dale. Because then he tells me that it's, it was even cold, and I'm like, that, oh, was there a better indicator? This is cold beer, right? Because I watched it. Dale took it from him. Thank Dale you for the it. gift. He gave it to Dale. So therefore, yeah, I can't take responsibility that's, for that's that. That's a fumble. That's a fumble. I try. Dale Junior. Fumble right there. But Which let me tell you, the line on Dale not opening a beer would have been a long shot. So this <laughs> we you even I'm telling you, that's right. I thought that'd have been automatic. That's fair. That's fair. He's not the first person. Anybody that's ever brought Dale Junior. beer. Has always brought a case of Budweiser, Bud Heavies. Not yeah. a, there's just, and it's just because they, all these years later, he steal the Bud. If guy. it was a fifty-five, would he opened it? I'm that's sure a real. Would've. That's a real question think, right there. Do you think it was a caloric intake issue, which is why he put the Reds <laughs> down? Like if it was a fifty-five, would he have picked it up? Because I don't caloric know. issue. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You know. Oh, all right, everybody. Right, wrap on that. Let's wrap. Oh yeah. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you later. On YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mode.